So Bilderberg, the most powerful organization that most people have never heard of, right? It's uh, not technically a secret society, but sort of a secret society, a secretive society at least, and maybe not even quite a society. But essentially, this is an organization where you have 150 of the world's most powerful people and some of their useful idiots, right? I mean, not everybody who goes there is a secret conspirator looking for a new world order. But you have basically 150 of the world's most powerful people and some useful idiots coming together to plot your future behind closed doors and behind legions of taxpayer-funded um, armed security guards. So until recently, uh, this organization was virtually unknown, right? You wouldn't read anything about it in the media. Uh, you know, some media outlets even ludicrously claimed it didn't exist, that it was just a conspiracy theory. Well, now they have a website and now they kind of release a, a list of most of their attendees and they even say that they're giving us uh, you know, the talking points, the breakdown of what subjects they're going to be discussing, uh, whether that's exactly true, we don't really know. But um, what we do know is that you get leaders from big government, you get leaders from big green, right, the green movement, you get all the big media, right, to editors from leading newspapers, you get publishers, uh, the economist, you know, the propaganda organ from the UK is always very well represented there. Uh, leaders of big oil, uh, the spy chiefs, right, heads of NSA, CIA, and uh, the European equivalents, uh, the heads of the mega banks, right? The Rothschilds are always well represented and all the other big banks. Um, the war contractors, the war profiteers are always there. Uh, the masters of the internet, right? The heads of all the big technology companies, Bill Gates goes very often, uh, the leaders of Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all these goofy things. Uh, you get the heads of the big foundations, right? They, got, they have billions of tax-exempt dollars to try to restructure society, actually try to merge, so alter life in the United States that it could be comfortably merged with the Soviet Union. As um, Norman Dodd, the chief in investigator for Congress's committee on uh, the tax-exempt foundations, explained it after speaking with the head of the Ford Foundation. Rowan Gaither was at that time president of the Ford Foundation. And um, uh, Mr. Gaither had sent for me when I found it convenient to be in New York, asked me to call upon him at his office, which I did. And on arrival, after a few amenities, Mr. Gaither said, Mr. Dodd, we've asked you to come up here this today because we thought that possibly off the record you would tell us why the Congress is interested in the activities of foundations such as ourselves. And um, before I could think of how I would reply to that statement, Mr. Gaither then went on voluntarily and stated, he said, Mr. Dodd, all of us that have a hand in the making of policies here have had experience either with the OSS during the war or the European Economic Administration after the war. We've had experience operating under directives. And these directives emanate and did emanate from the White House. Now we still operate under just such directives. Would you like to know what the substance of these directives is? And I said, yes, Mr. Gaither, I'd like very much to know. <clears throat> Whereupon he made this statement to me, namely, 
Mr. Dodd, we are here, operate on similar, in response to similar directives, the substance of which is that we shall use our grant-making power so to alter life in the United States that it can be comfortably merged with the Soviet Union. Well, parenthetically, um, Mr. Griffin, I nearly fell off the chair. You get uh, even communist leaders, right? Uh, various uh, Chinese communists have been invited recently, various bigwigs from Russia. Uh, the heads of big data, of course, you get presidents, prime ministers, kings, CEOs, foreign ministers, uh, generals from the military, and on and on. And uh, at first you think, well, hey, that's interesting. Uh, you know, they don't seem to have necessarily much in common, except that they're all, you know, powerful and things like that. But uh, they do all have one, one thing in common, and that is the fact that they are all globalists. They are all fanatically devoted to this idea of a world government. Um, we know that the Bilderberg kind of acts as a, a job recruitment type operation, right? So you had, uh, for example, in the early 1990s, Bill Clinton was invited. He showed up. And then out of nowhere, this no-name governor from Arkansas became the president of the United States. Uh, same thing happened with Barack Hussein Obama. Same thing happened with Tony Blair, right? So no-name um, minister of parliament, member of parliament that nobody had ever heard of from the UK. And suddenly he goes to Bilderberg and then boom, he's your new prime minister, right? Mario Monti, the prime minister of Italy, same thing. Uh, and according to the BBC, all the recent presidents of the European Commission attended Bilderberg meetings before they were appointed to their posts. And so this is very typical, right? The same thing with the central banks. You get the big central bankers who show up there and people who are be fixing to become central bankers. Uh, a partial list of attendees includes uh, Bill Clinton, David Cameron, the prime minister of the United Kingdom until he had to step down after losing the Brexit vote. Uh, Michael Hayden, former head of the CIA and the NSA, who bragged in public that they kill people based on their metadata. First, first of all, David's description of what you can do with metadata and quoting a mutual friend, Stuart Baker, is absolutely correct, okay? We kill people based on metadata. But that's not what we do with this metadata. Okay. Thankfully. <laughs> wow, I was working up a sweat there for a second. <laughs> Keith Alexander, who ran the NSA, John McCain, the late John McCain, uh, Lindsey Graham, Bill Gates, Colin Powell, Henry Kissinger, Chuck Hagel, the uh, Prince of Wales, Prince Charles, right? Uh, Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, uh, Condoleezza Rice, John Edwards, Prince Phillips, David Betrayus, I mean Petraeus, and on and on, right? You can actually find the list of attendees every year now at the Bilderberg's official website, it's called BilderbergMeetings.org, and then you can find the list of participants at slash participants. Um, and, you know, we know a lot about Bilderberg from leaks and from public statements that Bilderberg officials have given, that Bilderberg attendees have given. Um, you know, in, in a press release that the Bilderberg puts out every year, they say that the purpose is to foster dialogue between Europe and North America. Uh, they say there's no desired outcome, no resolutions proposed, no votes taken, and no policy statements issued. But then we find out from Bilderberg attendees that that's not quite true, right? Uh, Will Hutton, who uh, edited a major British newspaper and attended Bilderberg, he said Bilderberg is one of the key meetings of the year. The consensus established is the backdrop against which policy is made worldwide. 
you had the former chief of NATO, Willie Clias. So the participants are then obviously considered to use this Bilderberg report in setting their policies in the environments in which they affect. Um, actually, I've been to a couple of these Bilderberg meetings, obviously not as an invited guest, right? They, they don't take kindly to people who don't believe in globalism and who don't uh, support their crazy ideology. But uh, standing outside the Bilderberg meeting in Copenhagen, you had uh, one of their new people, you know, one of the useful idiots most likely comes outside. I think he was feeling very proud of himself for being invited to Bilderberg. And uh, he came to talk to the protesters and the journalists. And uh, we asked him, we said, hey, so what's the deal? Are you here in a formal capacity? And, you know, Bilderberg says no one's here formally. And, um, this guy, the leader of the Dutch Labor Party, says, oh, well, I'm formal because being a politician, you're 24-7. So there's no way of exiting my role. And again, if you go back to what Bilderberg says, they says participants take part in the conference as individuals in their own right. Right. Uh, if they are there in an official capacity. That means that every American who has attended, unless they have specific approval of the U.S. government, has committed a violation of the Logan Act, which is a crime, right? Uh, Americans are prohibited from negotiating policy with foreign officials without the official approval of the U.S. government. So every U.S. official, unless they have approval from the U.S. government, has violated the Logan Act if what this head of the Dutch Labor Party said is true. And we have very good reason to believe that it is true. Um, the former British Chancellor of the Exchequer, Dennis Healy, um, for, for the UK, he told the UK Guardian, you know, one of the furthest of the far left newspapers that exists. Uh, they actually smeared little old me not too long ago. And uh, he told this newspaper a little it, it's a little unfair, but not wholly unfair to say that Bilderberg seeks a global government. He said, those of us in Bilderberg felt we couldn't go on forever fighting one another for nothing and killing people and rendering millions homeless. So we felt that a single community throughout the world would be a good thing, right? So yeah, they want a world government, but it's for your own good because you people are too stupid to govern yourselves. And if we let you to your own devices, you'll all kill each other. But we wise masters of the world in Bilderberg, we can make it all better for you by giving you a world government. Uh, the former chairman of the Bilderberg Steering Committee, Etienne Davignon of uh, Belgium, who was the Minister of State from Belgium, bragged that the Bilderberg helped create the euro. He said it played a key role in creating the European Union. And he told the BBC in 2005 that when you're at Bilderberg, automatically around the table, you have internationalists. So Bilderberg is bad news. Uh, you know, it's probably not the top of the pyramid. If you want to look at the deep state as uh, a pyramid, it's probably not the tippy top. But uh, certainly many of the leading characters of the world attend. And, uh, you know, they seem to invite people that they think might be willing to work with them, might be kind of ideologically aligned to kind of feel them out, see if they would be a good fit for higher office, for support. Um, but the reality is this group is a danger to our freedom. It's a danger to our nations. It ought to be investigated. We have a right to find out what our supposed public servants are doing behind closed doors with foreign powers. Uh, it's completely inappropriate for this to be happening. And, uh, you know, if you want to understand the builder, uh, the deep state and you want to understand the deep state behind the deep state, you have to understand the Bilderberg. Bill and Melinda Gates with just a little money to spend, but a lot of skepticism about the academic approach, agreed to meet with Lori Zabin and her colleagues at Johns Hopkins, and they came away impressed. In 1998, Dr. Zabin became the founding director of the Bill and Melinda Gates Institute for Population Control. The Bill and Melinda Gates Institute for Population Control. Well, the world's doctors have split up. Bill and Melinda Gates, are splitting up after 27 years, and they ask for privacy for everyone. Well, 
You see, you don't get that privacy when you take your hundreds of billions and make it tax exempt and then invest it back in companies you own through your nonprofit. Bill took Microsoft stock and he gave it to the Bill and Melinda Gates Family Foundation. So what do you think Bill got on his tax return for giving away a billion dollars worth of stock? A one billion dollar tax deduction. So Bill Gates is way richer than Jeff Bezos, way, way richer than Elon Musk because his money is laundered into these tax-free foundations. It's just in the last 20 years that he and Warren Buffett and a few others were allowed to put their money in this trust for the United Nations, for world population control. And that's what's really important here. Bill Gates has bought off the US and European media almost entirely. Remember back in the 1990s, he was busted up, Microsoft, for antitrust practices and stealing other companies' software? He was a known villain. But then he rebranded himself as the world's doctor. And then he went around the world and bought off over a hundred of the major regulatory agencies, from communist China to what we've seen here in the United States, to India, to South Africa, over 100 countries. But now, in just the last five years, he's been kicked out of over 30 countries like India. And recently, India found out he was covertly behind the Pfizer mRNA Frankenshot, and they kicked that vaccine out of India as well. AstraZeneca has been banned in 21 European countries and dozens of others around the world. The reason that's important is Bill Gates tells you they're all safe and effective and you should take them. And he's heavily invested in five of the seven major vaccines, not just the mRNA vaccines, but also he's invested through his tax-free foundation in the virus vector vaccines. So this is a big deal. Now, why did he break up with his wife or did she break up with him? Well, I know this, Bill Gates is now the most hated man in the world. People have got his statements about wanting to depopulate the planet, about wanting to get rid of old people. People have seen his statements about Planned Parenthood. They know about his father. They know about his mother at IBM. They know about the founder of IBM transferring his money to her and into his foundation. When I was growing up, my parents were always involved in various uh, volunteer things. My dad was uh, head of Planned Parenthood. And it was very controversial uh, to be involved with that. The problem is that the population is growing the fastest where people are less able to deal with it. So it's in the very poorest places. And what the developing world does not need is more children. Hmm. And I think that was the biggest aha to Bill and me when we got into this work, is we asked ourselves, of course, the same hard-nosed question you'd ask, which is, if you get into this work and you start to save these children, will women just keep overpopulating the world? And thank goodness the converse is absolutely true. Is spending a million dollars on that last three months of life for that patient, would it be better not to lay off those 10 teachers and to make that trade-off in medical costs? But that's called the death panel, uh, and you're not supposed to have that discussion. It's known that his father helped run Cold Springs Harbor. That's the eugenics base in New York. It's known that Cold Springs Harbor funded Hitler. It's known that Bill Gates is a eugenicist depopulationist. It came out over a decade ago that billionaires meet in secret to discuss overpopulation and said, we're trying to aid the world government in setting up a corporate system to help implement this. And you see Bill Gates with Klaus Schwab and other world leaders wearing that little rainbow circle system that symbolizes the Great Reset, which means a post-industrial world taking carbon emissions to net zero. 
meaning no human-generated carbon, no fireplaces, no gas heaters, cows are bad, they fart methane, uh, humans are bad, we exhale carbon dioxide. Have you thought about this yet? That's why I made the famous joke at TED Talk about we've got to lower one of these to zero, and he points at humans, and everybody laughs. First, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Probably one of these numbers is gonna to have to get pretty near to zero. Back from high school algebra, but let's, let's take a look. This is the post-human world that the Wall Street Journal talks about. We're a parasite, we're bad, we need to go away. So a statement's up on, it's on his Twitter, He's used his wife as a beard, not for homosexuality, no, for his corrupt so-called philanthropy that is really tax evasion to continue with the Rockefeller Foundation's project of UN world government and forced medical tyranny. And he is the head man for the IBM, Rockefeller, and Carnegie money that was also tax exempt before his time that has been put under his control. So Bill Gates is incredibly powerful. I told people this back when I made a film, Endgame, 14 years ago, but now people say, wow, Jones, you were right. You said Bill Gates was so incredibly important. How did you know? In 1999, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation gave $2.2 billion to Planned Parenthood, the United Nations Population Fund, and other population reduction groups. By 2007, the Gates had given more than $30 billion, almost exclusively, to population control groups. The controlled corporate press cynically reported that the Gates were giving the money to help third world children. Bill and Melinda Gates were dethroned as the world's most generous philanthropists when their friend and fellow population reduction enthusiast, Warren Buffett, gave $37 billion to fund an army of population control groups because he heads up all the major globalist foundations. He was handed the baton by David Rockefeller more than 20 years ago. Klaus Schwab was trained under Henry Kissinger in a special PhD program where only one PhD is given a year in global governance and depopulation to carry out State Department Memorandum 200 for depopulation. In December of 1974, the U.S. government made third world population reduction a central national security issue. The operation plan titled National Security Study Memorandum 200 was simply a regurgitation of the British Commission on Population created by King George VI of England. The Kissinger-authored U.S. plan targeted 13 key countries where massive population reduction was called for. Kissinger recommended that IMF and World Bank loans be given on condition that nations initiate aggressive population control programs such as sterilization, I've read Klaus Schwab's book, The Great Reset, COVID-19. I've read Ecoscience, written by Obama's science czar, and they all state the same plan. That's why I recognized this when they launched it a year and a half ago. It's called COVID-19 Project to Dominate the Planet. And it's all in Operation Lockstep from the Rockefeller Foundation 11 years ago. It's all in Crimson Contagion. It's all in the SPARS 2025-2028 document. It's all there, the battle plans to take full control of society. And Bill Gates says he wants privacy. Bill Gates says give him and his wife privacy as they get split up. 
This is the guy that wants us to have medical passports across the world controlled by the UN that private corporations share and track us with. This is the guy that told us we have to take five shots a year at least. This is the guy that put in the fake PCR test that counted all the dead from other diseases as COVID-19. This is the guy that financed the British and U.S firms that put out the fake numbers of two, three, four million dead Americans and, and half a million dead Brits to scare people. This man is a fraud. He is tax exempt and he is establishing a world government to track control and forcibly inoculate you. And he has said that communist China, where this came from, the Wuhan lab, has done a great job, but America's done a bad job. The speed of response has meant some countries are really near zero cases. Uh, you know, Australia, uh, you know, China, it's quite amazing. And you have other countries, uh, unfortunately, the US uh, very high on that list, where, you know, we're nowhere near getting to uh, having this thing under control. He's an anti-American control freak, completely bent towards world domination, and he is an enemy of humanity. And his wife has gone along with him on all of this. And maybe perhaps now she's become de- compartmentalized. Perhaps now she's found out what's really happening because the deaths are mounting and they're now doing experimental tests on six-month-olds and two-year-old children and they're dying. And the numbers are coming out that it's causing a reaction to normal proteins in the body and that it's causing massive strokes and heart attacks and not just blood clots. The American Society of Gene and Cell Therapy is a nonprofit organization dedicated to discovering and developing gene and cell therapies to fight disease. And many of our members are scientists who have spent years researching messenger RNA biology and its potential use in vaccines. mRNA vaccines deliver synthetic mRNA molecules into cells, instructing them to make antigens. An antigen is typically a foreign invader that the immune system recognizes as not being part of itself, such as the protein surface of a virus. So maybe, maybe she's starting to really find out what's going on. Maybe she wasn't in on it the whole time. I find that hard to believe. Or maybe the heat on the most hated man in the world, Bill Gates, a close second is Klaus Schwab, is too much for her to handle. But regardless, both of them should stand trial for crimes against humanity and for organizing a worldwide system of corporate and medical regulators to violate the Nuremberg Code, the Helsinki Code, and other international laws on forced medical experimentation on masses of people. Because by the scale of what they've done already, and the adverse reactions and deaths that they've engaged in, they're well on their way to killing as many people as Hitler did. The real Joseph Mengele of the 21st century, the real angel of death, is Bill Gates. I know my husband is not vaccinating people and putting a microchip in her arm because that technology doesn't even exist and he's never uttered the words out of his mouth. So, <laughs> Although vaccines and identity may seem unrelated, Bill Gates has spent the last few years funding research that can bring the two ideas together. Late last year, Gates once again turned to Robert Langer and his MIT colleagues to investigate new ways to permanently store and record the vaccination information of each individual. The result of their research was a new vaccine delivery method. They found that by using dissolvable microneedles that deliver patterns of near-infrared light-emitting microparticles to the skin, they could create particle patterns in the skin of vaccine recipients, which are invisible to the eye, but can be imaged using modified smartphones. Rice University describes the quantum dot tags left behind by the microneedles as something like a barcode tattoo. So who was behind this development? As lead researcher Kevin McHugh explains, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation came to us and said, Hey, we have a real problem, knowing who's vaccinated. So our idea was to put the record on the person. This way, later on, people can scan over the area to see what vaccines have been administered 
and give only the ones still needed. The microparticles that form the fluorescent quantum dot tags are delivered along with the vaccine, but they cannot be delivered by a traditional syringe. Instead, they must be delivered by a patch of microneedles made from a mixture of dissolvable sugar and a polymer called PVA, as well as the quantum dot dye in the vaccine. It should be no surprise, then, that big pharma vaccine manufacturers, in their scramble to produce the coronavirus vaccine that, Gates assures us, is necessary to go back to normal, have turned to a novel vaccine delivery method, a dissolvable microneedle array patch. It's a sensor. This tiny green thing in there? That tiny green thing in there. You put it underneath your skin, and what that tells you is that there are chemical reactions going on inside the body, and that signal means you're going to have symptoms tomorrow. Wow. There's an actual transmitter in that? Yeah, it's like a check engine light. Check this sailor out before he infects other people. That's right. I want to tell you about a guy who's already dumbed down your children and, and virtually the entire American population of children, probably for a generation or two. We were now dumber than ever before, and a big part of the reason is this guy here. Uh, he also has more data on you than you can even possibly imagine. He's a totalitarian who's obsessed with reducing the population of humans on this planet. And I'm referring to, of course, Microsoft founder and multi-gazillionaire Bill Gates, uh, probably one of the most controversial people in the world right now, and for good reasons. Now, I'm gonna go through a lot of what Gates is about and realize we're only scratching the surface here. But uh, this guy, you know, you start by looking at what he says, it's creepy beyond what you can imagine. You started looking uh, who he is involved with, creepy beyond what you can imagine. He's connected to, very closely connected to the mass murdering dictatorship in China, very closely connected to uh, the Western elites, the deep state, of course. He regularly goes to Bilderberg. Uh, he is like this with all the uh, criminals and terrorists and uh, gangsters and technocrats running the UN agencies, especially Dr. Tedros, who we've talked about before on this program, an actual member of the Politburo of an ethno-Marxist terrorist organization from Ethiopia, famous for human rights abuses, trying to exterminate whole people groups, and he's not even a medical doctor. So this is, uh, he calls Bill Gates his brother. Isn't that cute? Um, also connected to the Council on Foreign Relations. Go back and watch our episode. And of course, he has to be connected to the child trafficking, child raping pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, who obviously did not commit suicide, right? Um, now, with all these connections and with all the time that he's spending on television, right? Hey, you can't even turn on TV anymore without seeing this guy lecturing us about vaccines this and health that and response this. Uh, you might be forgiven for thinking that this guy is already the emperor of the world. Well, if we're not careful, he is going to end up in that spot. And our liberty, our health freedom, our families, our self-government, uh, even much of the human population are going to be in mortal danger. Now, if you've been listening, Gates has been telling us over and over and over again that nothing is going to go back to normal. Nothing can ever go back to normal until everybody on the planet gets vaccinated. Things won't go back to truly normal until we have a vaccine that we've gotten out to basically the entire world. Okay, and you're probably thinking, wow, that guy is absolutely positively crazy. I'm never gonna be taking his idiotic vaccine, thank you very much. Well, if only if it were that simple, and we'll come back to his uh, vaccine obsession soon. But I wanna give you some insight into how powerful this guy is, how, how easily he's able to get his way. He's got you know, at least $100 billion, depending on the day and depending on where he's stashing it all. Some of it's in his foundation, some of it's in his stock portfolio. But he's got all this money, 
you know, he bounces back and forth between the richest publicly acknowledged person. Obviously, he's not really the richest, but uh, at least the ones that the, the, the search have to know about. He's probably the richest, if not, uh, you know, one of the richest, if not the richest on the planet. And um, he is used to getting his way. So he came up with this crazy idea, signed a deal with UNESCO, the UN's global education agency, to come up with global education schemes and global education curricula and training programs for teachers and technological tools. Uh, signed an agreement with UNESCO. This was back in 2004. Uh, Phyllis Schlafly of Eagle Forum got a copy of this agreement, posted it online. And sure enough, uh, within a few years, he started working on something called Common Core. Now, if you haven't been living under a rock for the last, say, 10, 12 years, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Common Core, the dumbed-down national standards that uh, Bill Gates and UNESCO were able to get Obama to impose on all 50 of our states. Well, now we have the studies. American children have never been dumber. They're still getting dumber. It's all a direct result of Common Core. And you'd think, well, hey, that was a dumb idea. Somebody ought to hold Bill Gates responsible, and we ought to get crud out of our schools. No, it doesn't work that way, right? Uh, the kids must continue being dumbed down with Common Core. And so with all that in the background, you need to understand that when this guy says he wants to vaccinate the entire world with his crazy vaccines, uh, we need to realize that uh, this is not just hot air. This is not just bluffing. This is not just the delusions of a madman. And, and clearly he, he seems to be a madman to me. But um, he obviously is a madman with very, very significant resources who's got the ear of governments all over the world. Uh, the establishment has been fawning over him. Uh, he's a philanthropist. He, he loves democracy and all that. Well, as we're going to see, uh, the picture is not quite so nice. So we start off with saying, well, what does Bill Gates actually believe? And if you had to condense it all into a few words, words, it would be Bill Gates believes there are way too many of us walking around on this planet. He's extremely unhappy with the fact that there's, what, 7 billion people in the world. And if you listen to his speeches, he's just obsessed with reducing that number. Uh, him and his wife have been focusing on overpopulation for many, many years. Uh, they've been showering money on abortion groups like Planned Parenthood, right? Hundreds of millions of dollars <coughs> on contraception. Um, he's even been funding the UN Population Fund, the UNFPA, which of course was exposed in the US Congress working with the mass murdering communist Chinese dictatorship on forced abortions and forced sterilizations to enforce its barbaric uh, population control policies. Now, it seems like Bill Gates got this curious obsession with uh, getting rid of people from his father, Bill Gates Sr., a senior bigwig at Planned Parenthood, the largest abortion group in the world. And of course, back then it was openly promoting eugenics, right? It was founded by Margaret Sanger, who believed that we needed to get human weeds out of the gene pool. She really didn't like uh, black people. She thought yeah, she, she would go speak at KKK rallies. And she talked about the need to uh, get these human weeds out of the gene pool uh, through selective breeding and things like that. Now, of course, Planned Parenthood is uh, the biggest force for the mass slaughter of unborn babies in the world. And Bill Gates and his wife absolutely love this. Uh, they've been showering money on Planned Parenthood at a 2017 conference in London, the Global Family Planning Summit. Uh, Bill Gates, wife, announced almost $400 million for population control efforts, uh, much of which will at least be used indirectly to uh, massacre unborn, preborn babies. And uh, this is what Gates does. 
Uh, and he's been on this for a long time. In 1997, they started pouring money into contraception. And one of the big ones that they backed is called Depo Provera, a contraceptive. They just flooded the third world with this drug from hell. And uh, it turns out it actually causes and contributes to cervical cancer, breast cancer, sterility, miscarriages, HIV, AIDS, chlamydia, lots of venereal diseases, and other deadly problems. And so Bill Gates said, hey, let's give $2.6 billion for this thing, and let's give 100 million women in Africa uh, this Depo Provera. And people at the time, uh, black leaders, including black leaders and human rights activists in the United States, said this is a crime of epic proportions. This is genocidal. What in the world is wrong with you? But of course, Bill Gates doesn't care and he's got more money than you. And so shush, take your birth control and quit complaining. Uh, he's also a big time Democrat, right? Uh, in 2016, he was uh, giving a bunch of money to a bunch of Democrats in Congress. Uh, during the 2012 election, he hosted this huge uh, super fundraiser for Barack Hussein Obama, charging people $13,000 per plate to show up. Uh, isn't that cute? Um, he doesn't like Trump. Uh, he does wish that the government had a lot more power, says that, uh, yeah, it'd be nice if the presidency had more power. And actually, the UK has a pretty nice system. Yeah, that's great. If you like uh, socialism and no God-given rights protected by law, then yeah, that'd probably be pretty nice, right? Uh, so this is Bill Gates. He's a, uh, you know, publicly, at least, he's a radical Democrat. Um, <clears throat> and his mission in life seems to be to reduce the number of human beings on the planet. And so along comes his vaccination uh, fanaticism, okay? And you're thinking, hmm, that's interesting. Vaccines supposedly are supposed to keep us healthy and keep us alive longer. How does that fit with reducing the population of the planet? How, how, wh where, where is all this going? And uh, rather than explain it to you, I think we'll let Bill Gates do the explaining. So uh, Bill Gates gave a TED talk in 2010. I want you to see what he had to say here. Uh, first, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But there we see an increase of uh, about 1.3. All right, guys, did you hear what he said? We're headed up to about 9 billion people. If we do a really good job, really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, and reproductive health services, by which he means, of course, contraception and abortion, we could lower that by 10 or 15 percent. We're going to lower the number of people by doing a good job with abortions and vaccines. Interesting. That's what he says in public, right? Uh, and of course, he has said this kind of thing multiple times. In 2011, he went on the fakest of all the fake news channels, uh, CNN, talking to Mr. Sanjay Gupta, and uh, he said he was hoping for unbelievable progress. $10 billion over the next 10 years uh, to make it the year of the vaccines. W what does that mean exactly? Well, over this decade, uh, we believe unbelievable progress can be made, both inventing new vaccines and making sure they get out to all the children who need them. Hoping for unbelievable progress in both inventing new vaccines and making sure they get out to all the children who need them. And he says, we only need about six or seven more, and then you would have all the tools to reduce childhood death, reduce population growth, and everything, the stability, the environment benefits from that. Get it, guys? You reduce the population, everything's better. Gaia is apparently gonna be much happier with less people on the planet. Now, apologists for Bill Gates say, oh no, he doesn't really mean that he's gonna kill people and reduce the population with vaccines. What he means is that you know, if, if, if people's babies don't die, then they'll have less babies. 
And so that's why he, he talks about vaccines in the context of population control. And in fairness to Bill Gates, he said something similar. You know, people were like, wait a minute, you want to reduce the population with vaccines? That's kind of crazy. And so he put out this thing. He said, a surprising but critical fact we learned was that reducing the number of deaths actually reduces population growth. Okay. All right. Bill Gates says he wants to use vaccines to reduce population by having less people die. Well, what do his vaccine programs look like in practice? Well, let's take a look. Uh, in 2014, Bill Gates was funding an enormous tetanus vaccination program in Kenya, which, by the way, just a few years earlier, the UN Population Fund that Bill Gates also funds said, oh, my goodness, there's way too many Africans, especially too many Kenyans. They're all having like four babies. Who in the world do they think they are to have all these children? We, the uh, all wise, all knowing, benevolent overlords at the United Nations need to bring those numbers down. And so they came up with, you know, how do we how do we convince uh, brainwashed Kenyan women not to want so many children and, you know. Yeah. And, and somehow that's not racist. Right. OK. But anyways, uh, they, they unleashed this so-called vaccination campaign all over Kenya, the World Health Organization and UNICEF. Fun fact, they were caught producing child porn in the basement, uh, actually in Belgium, uh, of their headquarters building. Yep. That's what they do. New York Times talked about it. So that was interesting. But anyways, this vaccination campaign in Kenya, the Kenya Catholic Doctors Association got very curious. So they grabbed some samples of these vaccines from all over the country, from these UN agencies funded by Bill Gates, and they sent them to laboratories all over the world. And what they found was that every single one of these vaccines was laced with something called human chorionic gonadotropin, which is a, uh, a hormone that uh, women's bodies need to carry a pregnancy to term. And what happens is when you inject women with a vaccine that's laced with HCG, their body creates an immune response to this hormone. And so they get pregnant, the body's immune system attacks that hormone, and of course the women become sterile. They're not able to carry the pregnancy to term, their baby dies in the womb, and they have a miscarriage. And so the women who've been taking these vaccines become sterile. Now, you know, one country, okay, maybe we could say maybe there was an accident. But once you start realizing that they did the same thing in Mexico, they did the same thing in Nicaragua, they did the same thing in the Philippines. In fact, the U.S. government uh, and the World Health Organization have known that you can sterilize people this way for many, many years. You realize something very fishy is going on. Now, uh, don't just take the Kenyan Kenya Doc, Catholic Doctors Association's word for it. They said that this proved our worst fears. Uh, the spokesman, Dr. Wahome Nagare, said this was a population control mass sterilization exercise, not a tetanus campaign. Uh, he said the unfortunate truth is that the vaccine was laced with HCG, just like the one they used in South America. Further, none of the girls and women given the vaccination were informed of its contraceptive effects. So they didn't tell these girls, they didn't tell these women they weren't going to be able to have children after getting their tetanus vaccine. Now, uh, the Kenya Conference of Catholics Bishops, every single bishop in Kenya signed a statement telling the people of Kenya, we are convinced that this is a disguised population control program. Do not take these vaccines. And they've been doing it over and over and over again. Now, again, Bill Gates is the primary financier of the World Health Organization now that the U.S. government has rolled back its contributions. Thank you, President Donald Trump. Wonderful move. We'll do a whole episode on the World Health Organization coming soon, by the way. But uh, now Bill Gates is officially the largest financier of the World Health Organization, the largest single financier of the World Health Organization. And so I did some research last year because they actually had the gall to say that vaccine skeptics, people who are a little bit skeptical of vaccines, are one of the top 10 threats to global health. Well, I looked at their training programs that they were using to try to deal with this. And what they do is they actually train doctors and nurses and medical professionals to lie to you, to parents, 
about vaccines. And so they have these sample questions that these vaccine skeptic parents might have. Can vaccines cause harmful side effects, illness, and even death? One of the sample questions goes. And the World Health Organization trains these professionals to say, no, vaccines are very safe. That is an absolute lie, and they know it. To say that there are no harmful side effects, illness, or even death from vaccines is a blatant 100% total lie. They know it. Everybody knows it. All you got to do is open up the vaccine insert, and they'll tell you there's a risk of serious injury, illness, paralysis, and even death. Okay? Over and over and over again, we see that. Uh, we also found out last year from the World Health Organization that most of the polio paralysis around the world today was coming from the Gates-funded polio vaccination campaigns in Africa and Asia. And you don't have to believe me for it. The Associated Press actually published a news article about it to their credit, you know, normally fake news, but they did publish this. November 25th, 2019, they said, global health numbers show that there are now more children being paralyzed by viruses originating in vaccines than in the wild. That's straight from the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization's independent monitoring board warned about this. They said that this uh, vaccine-derived uh, polio was spreading uncontrollably in West Africa. And they said that the attitude of the World Health Organization and its partners, by which, of course, they mean the Bill Gates Foundation, was relaxed. Yeah, I'd be relaxed, too, if I was paralyzing thousands of children all over. Wait, no, I wouldn't, right? That would be insane. These people belong in jail, okay? Uh, in India, Bill Gates was also doing his vaccines for all, and uh, the Indian Journal of Medical Ethics published a report noting that Bill Gates's polio vaccination campaigns caused almost 50,000 cases of paralysis in just one year in children, almost half a million if you look from 2000 to 2017. People got really mad, the case went all the way to the Supreme Court, and Gates's vaccine benevolence is no longer wondered welcome in India. And now Bill Gates is holding the entire world hostage. Things won't go back to truly normal until we have a vaccine that we've gotten out to basically the entire world. Are you guys getting this? Bill Gates says we can never get back to normal. We're never having normalcy again until we all take his crazy vaccine. So we can't go back to the way things were. The most urgent task humanity has ever had is to vaccinate everyone for this coronavirus. Are you guys getting this? Okay. Uh, and trust me, Bill Gates is not your friend. He's not doing this because he loves you. Um, this is crazy. Now, how is he going to make sure that all the slaves are getting their vaccine? Well, he's got an answer to that too. Okay. Bill Gates has been thinking about this for a long time, along with his cronies at the Rockefeller Foundation and other places. So Bill Gates told us that the way we're going to track everybody is we're going to have a digital certificate that proves whether you got your vaccine or not. And his little buddy over at the NIH, uh, Anthony Fauci, says the same thing. We got to figure out who has vaccines and who hasn't. That means we have to have digital records and, and uh, coronavirus immunity cards is actually how uh, Fauci put it. This is being discussed in the administration. Now, Bill Gates and his buddies have been on this scheme for a long time. They, they've been funding this thing called the ID 2020, where they want biometric IDs for every slave, I mean, person on the planet. Uh, these should keep track of their digital identities. It would be from birth to death. You would have all their vaccine records to make sure that every vaccine Bill Gates wants you to have and your children to have has been given. And uh, starting in 2016, Bill Gates and other globalist billionaires started pouring money into research at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. They were coming up with, quote, according to MIT, a novel way to record a patient's vaccination history by storing the data in a pattern of dye invisible to the naked eye that is delivered under the skin at the same time as the vaccine. Okay, are you getting this, guys? This uh, technology, quote, consists of nanocrystals called quantum dots. 
This tattoo type scheme would remain under the skin where it emits near infrared light that can be detected by a specially equipped smartphone. Uh, if that sounds right for you, report to your nearest uh, Bill Gates vaccination center, and I'm sure they'll be happy to hook you up. Now, there's some really creepy stuff if you really want to go down the rabbit hole. Uh, Bill Gates and Microsoft filed a patent for, quote, a cryptocurrency system using body activity data. That's what they said in their, vac in their uh, patent filing. Uh, the number is WO2020. 060606. And so a lot of people are like, wait a minute, 2020 666? Mm, that's kind of creepy. Uh, meanwhile, Bill Gates is also funding, and I have the government documents to prove it, research into the use of Lucifer Ace and Luciferin. These are bioluminescent bio compounds in medical applications. So if you don't want to get injected with a vaccine made out of dead, aborted babies with luciferous and luciferin and aluminum and all kinds of other stuff, you are a very bad person and we will come get you, right? Uh, fortunately, there's people speaking out about this craziness, but this is craziness. Now, Bill Gates has been preparing for this kind of stuff for a very long time. Uh, some of you guys who watch this show regularly, we've already talked about uh, Event 201 that Bill Gates and his buddies funded over at John Hopkins at the Bloomberg School of Public Health. You had the World Economic Forum participating, and we've actually showed clips of that in other ones. And they were preparing last year in October for an outbreak, this is a quote from their scenario, an outbreak of a novel zoonotic coronavirus transmitted from bats to pigs to people that eventually becomes officially transmissible from person to person. Uh, this pathogen and disease are modeled largely on SARS, but is more transmissible in the community setting by people with mild symptoms. So if you watch the video of this, you basically had representatives of big government, including from the mass murdering regime in China, by the way. Uh, you had representatives of big business, the ones who are going to take you to the cleaners by giving you vaccines and telling you what you need. And of course, big pharma, right? Um, and the only time this horrible scenario actually ends is when everybody takes their vaccine, okay? And in the meantime, government has to censor social media. We got to tell the news what to say. We've got to run your life. Now, Gates wasn't the first one to imagine this scenario. A decade earlier, and we've talked about this on this show as well, the Rockefeller Foundation put out a report called Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development. Oh, one of those lame titles, and they know nobody's ever going to read these stupid reports. Well, they have four different scenarios for how we move closer to this crazy new world order that they want. And one of those scenarios was about a future pandemic. They call it lockstep. So go get the report and read this. It'll blow your mind. It's like reading the news today. And uh, what they say is communist China, they did wonderful because they're totalitarian, stupid America and all these free countries. Uh, you know, all of them are going to die because they don't accept tyranny quickly enough. Um, and uh, in this report, they say we, that uh, citizens will be demanding top-down direction and oversight over nations and economies. We're going to have biometric ID for all citizens, tighter regulation of key industries, a suite of new regulations and agreements, and we need more to restore order and economic growth. Again, if you read this, it sounds just like you're reading the news today with the same crazy ideas, tyranny to fight a virus, right? Uh, and then along comes Bill Gates, right? He was on uh, the fakest of all fake news, CNN with Fareed Zakaria. And uh, they asked him, what about China, right? And uh, Bill Gates says, quote, China did a lot of things right in this pandemic, right? Some countries did respond very quickly, like China. And other countries like the U.S., he said, it's sad that the U.S., you would have expected to do this well, but we did it particularly poorly. Okay, Mr. Totalitarian, right? This is what Bill Gates believes, right? Communist China, good. Tyranny, good. America, freedom. Medical freedom, bad, bad, bad. Now, Bill Gates was also funding the sources of the fear-mongering that produced this hysteria, right? There was two main outfits that provided them the hysteria that justified all these lockdowns and all these crazy policies. 
One was the Institute for Health Metrics Evaluation at the University of Washington in Seattle. They were launched with a grant from Bill Gates. Gates has showered hundreds of millions of dollars on this institution. Then the other was the Imperial College of London. They normally specialize in producing climate change propaganda and sustainable development lies. Uh, but basically to convince you of the same thing, right? Shut down your economy, give up all your liberties, let the UN run your life. Same deal. So these are both organizations funded by Bill Gates. These are the organizations that said millions of people are going to die if we don't all submit to lockdowns, shutting down the economy, give up all your freedom, shut up no more church for you and all the rest, right? Both of these institutes funded by Bill Gates. And now they've walked back their stupid predictions. All right, fine. Millions of people are going to die. All right, fine. Probably hundreds of thousands aren't even going to die. But still, we have the totalitarianism in place. So uh, I want to spend a few minutes here talking about Bill Gates' background and associations. Bill Gates is a really shady guy. He's got lots of ties to the elite, not just in the United States, but also in communist China. It's amazing how all these globalist elites, Rockefeller, Kissinger, Bloomberg, Gates, you know, pick your totalitarian billionaire. They're all very close to the mass murdering regime in China. So actually in 2017, Bill Gates was inducted into the prestigious Chinese Academy of Engineering. Now this is according to communist Chinese propaganda, one of the country's top academic institutions. It is also part of the State Council of the People's Republic of China, which is the regime's main executive ruling body. Uh, it's headquartered, it's, it's, excuse me, it's headed by communist Chinese premier Li Keqiang, And just like in Nazi Germany, all organs of state power and even non-official organs of state power, like the Chinese Academy of Engineering, are expected to serve the party state forever, always loyally. And so just recently, amid the coronavirus craziness, uh, Gates wrote a letter to the mass murdering dictator of China, Xi Jinping. And, uh, oh, communist Chinese propaganda outlets just loved it. They were so proud. And uh, Gates bragged that his foundation committed up to $100 million in emergency funding, much of which will help China bolster epidemiological research, emergency intervention, and the research and development of drugs, vaccines, and diagnostics. Uh, the mass murdering dictator responded. He said, oh, I support your comp cooperation with relevant Chinese institutions and look forward to enhanced coordination and concerted efforts in the international community for the sake of health and well-being of all. Now, if you don't think communist Chinese dictator Xi Jinping has the uh, sake, uh, or the well-being of all in mind, then uh, you must be some kind of crazy conspiracy theorist. Everybody knows that mass murdering communist dictators have the well-being of all at the forefront of their thinking all day, every day, right? Uh, Bill Gates has got his own troubling associations here in America. Uh, he is connected, he was connected closely to the pedophile Bill, or Jeff Epstein. Uh, he actually even flew on Jeff Epstein's private jets, and I'm sure you've heard about what happens on those private jets. He used to go to Epstein's homes, uh, and lots of stuff like that. And this was even after the pedophile was convicted of hiring child prostitutes and raping children, okay? He was a registered sex offender. And who doesn't want to be connected with a child raping registered sex offender, right? So Gates would go to his mansion. Gates' employees would go to his mansion. Uh, Gates' former science advisor, Boris Nikolik, was actually the backup executor for Epstein's will. And that would be interesting to learn more about. Gates is not technically a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Epstein was, fun fact, he was part of the president's circle. Uh, but Microsoft Corporation is a corporate member of the CFR. In 2003, the Gates Foundation gave the Council on Foreign Relations big, big bucks to create a senior fellowship in global health and foreign policy. Then a few years later, um, the Barack Hussein Obama administration took all these crazy ideas that were developed by this lunatic and they launched the Global Health Initiative where they said $63 billion they were going to steal from the American people were going to be showered on third world dictators and contraception schemes to 
improve global health. And if you don't think these guys want to improve global health, then, man, I can't help you. I mean, obviously, it's so benevolent, right? And uh, just to give you some idea, Hillary Clinton, of course, said the CFR tells her what she should be doing and how she should be thinking about the future. We've showed that video before, and she's right, right? Bill Gates put up uh, uh, money for the CFR. CFR advanced his agenda. Obama adopted it, and presto, right? Uh, Bill Gates has also written for the CFR's mouthpiece, Foreign Affairs, about gene editing technology. He thinks that's really important. Gates' wife gave a speech to the Council on Foreign Relations and praised them for the indispensable work they do. Apparently, it benefits every American and isn't that nice. Now, if you don't know about the CFR, it's like deep state headquarters in the United States. Make sure you go check out um, our video on that. We'll post it here so that you can check it out. Very, very important. Uh, Gates has also been a regular guest at the Bilderberg meetings, right? 120 to 150 of the most powerful men in the world. They bring together some useful idiots to see if they might be even more useful. They recruit people to maybe run for president, run for prime minister. We've done a lot on Bilderberg. We've done a whole episode of the show on Bilderberg. Go back and watch it. Now, Gates sometimes isn't even listed on the official attendee list, but he still shows up, right? Sneaks in the back door. And there's some real questions about the Logan Act, right? Americans are not allowed to go negotiate with foreign governments unless they have specific authorization to do so. And as far as I know, Gates has not received any specific authorization. Now, Gates is also involved in a secret cabal of globalist population control fanatic billionaires called the Good Club. And uh, it's kind of like the Patriot Act, right? When they say it's patriotic, you can be pretty sure it's the opposite of patriotic. So in 2009, Times of London talked about this group. They said that their goal was to reduce the population of the world. Bill Gates and uh, David Rockefeller, who uh, now passed away, and uh, I can't imagine that went well. But uh, he boasted in his memoirs, of course, of conspiring against the interests of his own country with a secret cabal to create a more integrated global political and economic structure, one world, if you will. Uh, that's David Rockefeller in his own memoir. So Bill Gates, David Rockefeller come together. Too many people on the planet. How are we going to get rid of you guys? And, uh, you know, another one of the guys who's been close to David Rockefeller for decades is Henry Kissinger. Go back and read National Security Memorandum 200. Henry Kissinger viewed overpopulation as a national security issue and thought that the policy of the United States government should be to depopulate the third world. Okay, if you live in Africa, if you live in Latin America, if you live in Asia, they're targeting you. Okay, uh, other members of this crazy good club are include uh, Warren Buffett, George Soros, Michael Bloomberg, Ted Turner, right? The guy who uh, uh, is said to have put up those crazy statues in Georgia calling for the population of humanity to be reduced to 500 million for selective breeding. Right. These guys are eugenicists and they're insane. Um, and isn't it interesting how they all seem to love the mass murdering dictator of China and they all seem to be victims of Trump derangement syndrome, okay? Uh, crazy, crazy stuff. So on the bright side, guys, I know it's a lot of bad news to take in, but on the bright side, uh, Americans are waking up, right? I, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to. Uh, we've talked about this forced vaccine issue and I still don't know anybody who's going to take it. So I think Bill Gates is gonna have a very difficult time trying to get everybody to inject this. My guess is they'll probably try to make it so that you stay in lockdown and lesson until you take your vaccine. They might not get away with it this time, but they'll be back. They are always coming back, right? Uh, now we have a petition on the White House. 500,000 people have signed it already, and it's not even at the deadline yet. They want Bill Gates investigated for medical malpractice and crimes against humanity. They say, as we look at the events surrounding COVID-19 pandemic, various questions remain unanswered. Only weeks prior to Ground Zero being declared in Wuhan, two major events took place. 
one event 201. The other is military world games held in Wuhan. Since then, a worldwide push for vaccines and biometric tracking has been initiated. At the forefront of this is our boy, Bill Gates. He has publicly stated his interest in reducing population growth by 10 or 10, 15% by using vaccines. Gates, UNICEF, and World Health Organization have already been credibly accused of intentionally sterilizing Ken Kenyan children through the use of a hidden HCG antigen in tetanus vaccines. Congress and all other governing bodies are derelict in their duty until a thorough and public inquiry is completed. Now, obviously, guys, if you've been watching this show, you know Bill Gates is not the top of the pyramid, right? He's a front man for the evil forces that are doing this. Um, they're not good. They are actually quite evil. And, um, you know, I would recommend reading your Bible in these times. It'll be helpful and useful to you. But we need to expose these people, right? Bill Gates is already telling us, he actually put out this 11-page memo that no one who lives through Pandemic 1 will ever forget it, right? He's talking about this one as Pandemic 1. They are planning for a Pandemic 2 and a Pandemic 3, and if we're not careful, guys, we're going to end up losing our freedom, losing our liberties, and potentially being forced to take these dangerous kooky vaccines. Bill Gates needs to be exposed. He needs to be stopped. He's welcome to use his billions of dollars on any kind of crazy thing he wants to, but not on hijacking my government, not on stealing my liberties, not on forcing me or anyone I love to take crazy vaccines that are untested, and not on hijacking the United Nations for global control. Once you have been injected, you can't be uninjected. I've said that for 20 years now about all the other vaccines. Once you're vaccinated, you can't unvaccinate. With this one, it's even more true because now, in addition to the injection, you are now enrolled in the transhumanism movement. And I think the third thing to really take away is, man, you got to get your life right with God. God can heal anything under his grace and his mercy if he chooses to. Because, you know, sometimes we people are sick and we pray and they don't get better. And so it's God's choice of whether or not you are going to have to be held accountable for that decision. Free will. There was no mandatory. They said, well, my boss is making me. No, you could get a different job. Christians who say, I'm just going to get the shot. And God's just going to forgive me. And oh, maybe this is what God wants me to do is to get this shot. Really? Oh. You would bow your knee. The sorcerers, the pharmacia, the same people who'd say they need to eliminate 4 billion people off the planet. You would trust them with this product when all of this other history is around with them. You, because of fear or convenience, or I can't possibly lose my job because you don't trust God would give you another one. You would bow your knee to Baphomet and to the pharmacia in exchange for convenience. And you think that's going to be okay with God. Hmm. Well, that's not exactly the way I read the Bible. So all these people who've claimed to be Christian, there's accountability and there's consequences. So you've got to get on your knees and, and ask first, if you're a Christian listening to this and you, for whatever reason, this is now between you and God and you really, really better, better get serious with God and figure it out. The thing is, people might be sitting here saying, well, you know, it doesn't matter what Sheila and Sherry say, because at the end of the day, I'm getting my vaccine. And Franklin Graham told me to, I mean, all these Pied Piper pastors that are lulling people, you know, down the road of the, you know, I don't care if you hate me on this TV channel or this radio show. I don't care if you don't like to be being preached to. Well, Sherry and Sheila, just leave the God part out of it. Listen, if you're not saved, there is a lake of fire, a real place reserved for the devil his minions, and all these people like the Bill Gates and the Slicksters, these are absolute devils 
These people are rejecting Jesus Christ as Savior. Those are the ones that go to a devil's hell. If you don't know Lord Jesus your Savior, I urge you, please. Sherry and I can tell you he's real, and so is heaven, and today is the day of salvation. Don't gamble with your eternity, folks. I am so glad everyone tuned in for this message. And a big shout-out to those at Global Star Radio and you at Worldwide Christian Radio. We'll see you again next week. Good night, and God bless you.